Come on. Welcome, Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jim Pakulis. Jim, are you ready to do this? George, I am. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on. Jim is the chairman and CEO of Bush Plant-Based Brands Incorporated. They are an organization providing 100% plant-based, non-GMO, gluten-free alternatives to comfort food. Excited to have you on, Jim. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Boy, geez, that's a, that's a mouthful. Let, let's start with the latter first. Why do I do what I do? Uh, I, the, the plant-based sector um, is, is borderline righteous for a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, you're, you're doing something good for your, your body, for your health. Number two, you're doing something good for the animal kingdom. And number three, uh, just as importantly, you're doing something good for planet Earth. You're trying to preserve the, the elements and the assets we have on the planet. So to be able to get up every day and go into an industry and, and have a working relationship um, with, with a great team in, in a sector that's actually helping people, uh, you couldn't ask for anything more, in my opinion. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. How does one find themselves in, uh, in, 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 in that sector. I appreciate that it is everything you just laid out. Sounds like a no brainer, but was it always that way for you? Have, have, have you always been in the space? No, no, not at all. I have not. Um, my background is uh, with a core group of individuals identifying key industries and then going and uh, creating companies within those industries, emerging industries that have long tails, taking companies public in certain industries. About two years ago, we started to investigate the plant-based industry uh, from a data-centric standpoint, looking at what over the next five to 10 years it's going to look like, seeing this transformative shift that's taking place, very disruptive. And a lot of it has to do with, with the millennials, in my opinion, millennials, the Gen X, the, the Gen Ys, who are far more conscious about what goes into their bodies than perhaps my generation ever was. Uh, so with, with all those data points, we decided to go forward and started to interview companies. We looked at 30 to 40 different companies a year and a half, two years ago in the plant-based sector, came across Boosh, came across Connie Marples. And even though our, our metrics is very strict, she exceeded our metrics. So we knew we felt that we had the right company and the right industry to support and back, take public and continue and grow. Nice. And how did Connie come into it? Great question. Connie is a celiac. Uh, so she's, it's very sensitive for her as far as what she can eat. So let me give you her history back in 2002, 2003. She created some of the first wine bars in Vancouver. Uh, they were actually on the coveted list of Conte Nast's Best Restaurant in the World Award. Hmm. So she's used to being around quality food, used to having employees, having a strong staff. Fast forward to 17, a lot of her friends were asking her, hey, can you give us recipes for plant-based foods? Because we know you, Connie, are eating a lot of plant-based foods. And she took it one step further. She not only gave recipes out, but she started to create her own line. Aside, uh, uh, um, she, she then uh, uh, worked with a co-packer in 217, 218, creating the first six frozen meals, uh, put them in the Bush Mobile, and she drove around to the natural food stores in greater Vancouver and consequently started selling very, very well. 
Uh, and that was the origin of Boosh. So the emphasis with Boosh, besides the, the intro that you just mentioned, is we try to have the least amount of preservatives in our foods as possible. Um, so I think all around, it's just a wonderful meal to have as a, as a family when you're you're hungry and, and everybody's busy and they want to have a, a, a good, healthy meal quickly. Boosh is the answer. Nice. So are we talking about appetizers, entrees, desserts? What, 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 what kind of foods are y'all making? Yeah. So with the six frozen, those are actually entrees. We have a shepherd's pie with, and we have a beautiful alliance with Beyond Meat. So we use some of their crumble in our shepherd's pie. Also in our vegan bolognese, we have Mexican fiesta bowls and a variety of other frozen meals set for the family. We just this summer rolled out three refrigerated products, including mushroom gravy, chili, and sloppy joe, which are doing very well. And about two months ago, we just rolled out two plant-based mac and cheese items on the shelf stable uh, section of the grocery store. So our goal was to get into all three of the four major uh, sections of the grocery store, which would be the frozen, refrigerated, and shelf stable. And we accomplished that in 2021. Nice. All right. Beautiful. So what getting the recipe, right? It sounds like she was able to do that right away and has a, an affinity for, for fine foods and fine wines and fine dining. People ask her, Hey, I, I, I know that, that you're passionate about it. Can we get some recipes? Then she starts her own line. What are, what are some of the challenges from a, a scalability standpoint of, of creating plant-based versus traditional, or what are the major differences, if, if, if any? Well, with the exception of the, the finished product being different than a processed food, you have the same challenges as any other company. Uh, and and let's, let's talk about that. Management. You need to have solid management in place as you continue and grow. Boosh has that with Connie. We have Ali Samai, 25 years in the health food industry. Uh, TJ Welsh, we hired him about three months ago, 15 years sales North America. Uh, and he's the one actually got us into save on a couple of months ago, or excuse me, last month with our order of 120 stores. So he is very uh, knowledgeable about health food throughout North America and strong relationships. Uh, and we have a handful of other folks within our group that are just as strong as this. So it's the management that we have created uh, in order to move forward. Uh, any company is going to have that. You have what industry, right? It's the industry. Uh, you can have a fantastic company, you can have great employees, but you're in a flat industry and it's going to stay flat for a long time. You're not going to see much growth. But I see, as we talked about earlier, on a macro level, the potential of the plant-based sector getting very large. In fact, Bloomberg came out uh, about six months ago saying that by 2050, the valuation of the plant-based sector is going to be $1.4 trillion, uh, up from about 20 billion today, you know, huge runway right there. So you have that, the infrastructure, making sure you have that solid infrastructure built for the scalability. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember that advertisement, maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago is on, on the Super Bowl, where these kids just created this new code or new game or something on the computer. And they're all excited because 100 people started hitting it. And then all of a sudden they had 1,000. Then all of a sudden they had a million. And you know, they didn't have the proper infrastructure. So in 2021, we emphasized building out a solid infrastructure for boost. And then you also have to talk about, in my world, the cap structure. 
So as a small emerging publicly traded company, we try to be as non-dilutive as possible. What does that mean? We try to have the least number of shares outstanding. As an example, a lot of companies in my sector may go public with 50 or 100 million shares outstanding. We went public in May 21 with just 16 million shares outstanding. Fast forward almost a year, we still have less than 20 million shares outstanding, of which the insiders, the owners, the founders still control about 25% of the company and still coming to work every day and working hard. So these are the elements that you want. So that's the same elements of any other company, but you have to, in my opinion, you have to get that right before you can start to scale. So last year, we put all of that foundation down for the growth that we anticipate taking place in 2021. Nice. Well, nice. That's, it's exciting. It certainly exciting. does make sense that uh, that you'd want to have that proper framework that's set up. In terms of adoption, you talked about how um, younger generations are certainly very cognizant of this versus folks that are maybe of your and my ilk, not necessarily as interested. How, how 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 do you see and obviously Bloomberg sees um, the industry exploding and e- e- even uh, to, to 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 greater levels than it is today? What are is is the adoption? Is that just going to sort of happen naturally, or do you see headwinds? What 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 are some of the big challenges you see there? Let's go back ten years. Uh, from 2000 to 2010, I was, I was a vegetarian. So I was very uh, sensitive to what I was buying at the grocery stores. And at that point, very, very limited number of products. And the taste and the quality, minimal, processing, heavy. So, but now there's been a transformation. So maybe what has been the catalyst? I, I think it's beyond me. Beyond me was really a major catalyst. And not only the quality of their food, but also where it was placed in the grocery store, George. You didn't get it in the corner where natural food was at the local grocery store. You got it next to the meat, right? So people now are saying, wow, and it even looks like raw hamburger meat. So they're starting to buy it and take that. So it's the little, it's these catalysts that are coming along. Um, So it's not going to, I don't, it hasn't been a, a, a geometric progression. It's been, it's been start, stop, flat, and then it's been significant growth of this industry over the last 24 to I'd say 24 months. Um, I, I think that that's going to continue. I think that what we're going to see are the major uh, um, produce companies, uh, uh, consumer good companies, the Kellogg's, the Procter & Gamble, the Post's. I see them getting more heavily involved in the plant-based sector because this is where the demand's going to be and it continues to be. Um, so uh, in short, um, I, I, I don't, I don't see it slowing down. Um, I see more advancements taking place. Here's another example. Grocery stores now are doing tenant improvements throughout their frozen section. That never would have happened 10 years ago. Why are they doing that? Because more and more plant-based food, because of the lack of preservatives have to be frozen. So they're expanding the frozen section and they're putting in hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, grocery stores throughout North America in order for this expansion. Again, another key indication that this industry is going to continue and grow. That's 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 fascinating, right there. That uh, with fewer preservatives, obviously, you need to freeze the food so so it doesn't go bad, and that grocery stores are embracing and recognizing, and then you know investing in that. I think is 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 probably a, a really really good sign. Um, nice. 
So it's it's a confluence of all these events. It's it's where the food shows up because if it's just stuck in the corner in some health food section, there's a lot of people that will never walk towards that. But if it's right next to the other products or if they're expanding the way that the grocery stores look and feel, um, that's that's going to be aiding all the growth. Nice. What are you most excited about? Is there something that, that really stands out as as if it's a certain product or if it's all these things? And, and uh, as far from a bush with bush, yeah. Boy, I uh, what uh, from? Okay, I'll answer two ways. From a business standpoint, the fact that we went from six SKUs to twenty-four SKUs in less than a year. Mm. And we did three small acquisitions last year: a powdered plant-based uh, mac and cheese company. Number two was a pate, a vegetable root pate company, and then a, a vegetable-based cheese company. Um, and as you know, acquisitions don't always work. In fact, the majority of acquisitions fail. So you have to have really good synergy. We were very fortunate that all three acquisitions melded really well within the Bush family, hence allowing us to go from six to 24 SKUs in less than a year. So what am I excited about? I'm excited about with our differentiating products going into the marketplace and I'll explain to you our five different revenue models that we've put together in order to push out through 2022. From a personal standpoint, I love the shepherd's pie. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Go from six to 24 SKUs. That's uh, obviously, that's a big deal. Um, how hard is it? And, 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 and how do you make a decision on acquiring an existing versus let's just do this ourselves? Great question. We probably have between 10 to 15 different products in various stages of, of discovery with our chefs and our engineers and Connie spearheading everything. Uh, that is a Herculean task to take that idea, create a really good tasting plant-based product that is different in the marketplace and then take it to market, right? Uh, obviously, we have done that. However, I spend a lot of my time looking at mergers and acquisitions. I, I, I probably have right now um, eight to 10 different acquisition candidates at various stages that we're looking at as far as acquiring. And of course, it goes that back to our metrics. What specifically are we looking for in our metrics and how will it blend in? Will it be synergistic with our growth? Will the principles be synergistic? Do we have a like mindset? But that, of course, has its own challenges. So both sides have their pros and cons. We, but Boosh, with, as being a proactive as we are, we're constantly going down both roads. We're constantly trying to look at new products to create and bring to market that consumers will really dig. At the same time, I'm always looking at acquisitions. Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. Interesting. It must be and just putting myself in the position of, of Connie and her personal experience with creating recipes, but then how do you make something at a very, very large scale that people are going to absolutely love and, and, and all that. So fascinating stuff that you never really think about when you're walking through the grocery store and there's all these different options. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. And actually I was just on the phone with Connie an hour ago and she's, she's going through a tasting right now, but the, 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 the chef that she is working with, who's done a phenomenal job, um, has a lot of these esoteric ingredients. So here's another variable we have to think about. Okay, how do we go to the market, have it priced right, still have the least amount of processing as possible, um, 
making sure it tastes good as well without out, you know, being overpriced ourselves because of these esoteric ingredients that we have to get from perhaps Asia or India or whatever. So it is a very complicated process to get something that that is is the least amount of process that tastes really good that hits the price points that consumers want. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Love it. Well, Jim, people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Stay true to yourself. Just stay, especially in today's environment. Uh, we have a lot of challenges, I think, throughout all of North America. Just, just stay true to yourself. Integrity. Be, uh, wake up and try and do something good every day to help out. Well, I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets. Come on, Jim. Thank you so much for coming on. Where Thanks, can people sir. where where can people learn more about Boosh and where can they find it? www.bushfood.com bushfood.com. We're trading on the CSE, Canadian Securities Exchange, ticker is VEGI. And we're also trading on the OTC, VGGIF, and uh, the Frankfurt. If anybody in Europe is listening, our ticker is T77I. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to bushfood.com. That's B-O-O-S-H food.com and check out all the stuff that they're working on and and get your hands on some of this delicious food thanks again jim thank you george and until next time keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together